Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. So right now we're in the middle of the cold-blooded series, the cold-blooded mindset, the cold-blooded motivation, four traits that I've learned over time directly from a cold-blooded animal and have applied to my life that have helped me be successful, that have helped me, that have helped me continue to have a strong work ethic, a strong drive, a strong determination, and a thirst and hunger for more. So last week we talked about the snake and how the snake views everything as an opportunity. We always, should always be constantly looking for new opportunity. We need to look at all of our day-to-day tasks as opportunities versus obligations. So this week we're going to talk about the shark. What do we learn from the shark? See, the interesting thing about most sharks is some people, first of all, don't even realize that they're cold-blooded because they're not a reptile and they're a fish, but they are a cold-blooded animal. But the interesting thing from a shark is that a shark, in order to breathe, has to keep swimming forward. At least for most species of sharks, the way that their gills are designed, water has to flow over them in order for them to get the oxygen out of the water. So in order for them to do that, they have to keep swimming forward. They can't swim backwards and they can't stop swimming for any period of time or they could die. It's very serious for them that, that, yeah, sometimes they swim very, very slow and other times they swim fast, but they have to keep swimming forward. So how do we learn from this? The thing we learn from this is that we have to be consistent. We have to be relentless at attacking what we want. We have to be relentless that we always have to keep pushing forward. You have to be consistent on working what you want to work on. If you stop, it means the dream could die. You always have to be moving forward, even if it's slow, even if it's fast, it doesn't matter, continue to move forward. So what does consistency bring? Consistency brings the ability to control things in your life, to control an area of your life. We talked about a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the seven C's and how it starts with clarity and then commitment and then courage. And then that fourth step is consistency. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up. A lot of people figure out what they want. They say, yeah, I'm going to do it. They get the courage to start doing it. And then a week or two later, they drop the ball and they stop doing it consistently or they stop giving it their full effort. And when you do that, you stop right there. You never reach five, six, seven, you know, five is competence, six is confidence and seven is control where you actually are able to control it and determine the outcome of it because you weren't consistent. See, consistency is needed to be successful in any area of life because you're going to have, it's going to take a long period of time. If something can be accomplished very, very quickly, chances are it's not that big of a reward. Anything that's really worth doing requires patience, requires a long-term effort, which means it requires you to be relentless. You have to keep working on what you want to work on. The other thing consistency is going to bring out is it's going to build credibility. When you're a consistent person, when you show up the same everywhere you go and you show up in full effort, keep in mind you are what you consistently do. So however you show up all the time is how people perceive you. If you show up with 100% effort every time, you have a characteristic of putting in 100% effort. If you show up all the time late or you show up all the time at 50% effort or you show up all the time tired, people start to categorize that with you. They start to see that as your character traits. They start to see that as that is you. And this goes back to that whole podcast about excellence as a habit, right? You have to consistently be excellent in every area of life for excellence to be one of your main characteristics. So consistency is such a simple 
idea, right? Consistency is such a simple thing to say that you're going to be consistent in something, but it's one of the hardest things to do. And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time talking about how you can be more consistent when in reality, it's very simple. Just keep doing what you say you're going to do. So I want to break down a couple myths about consistency. Instead of giving you these pointers of how to be more consistent, you all know how to be more consistent. Do what you said you were going to do. So let's break down some of the myths that some people get wrapped up in their head and start to create those excuses of being consistent. Because as you find with a lot of these cold-blooded traits, it's going to eliminate the excuses that you come up with. It's going to eliminate the ability to find a reason to not do something. It's going to completely contradict that and teach you how to attack that. So these are some typical excuses that you see come up with people. The first one is a lot of people think that you have to make a big change in order to create a new habit. It has to be this drastic thing, right? Let's talk about eating healthy, for example, right? A lot of people think that they have to go on the keto diet and make this big change, or they have to make this huge lifestyle change in order for it to be a good habit. When in reality, small changes can make a huge difference if given enough time. They start to make exponential changes in that person, but it takes time. So let's use an example of three friends, right? The first friend, they're all the same age, all the same lifestyle, all the same income level. They all do the same stuff, right? And the first one doesn't change any of his eating habits. Might complain about being a little overweight sometimes or not being in the best shape he can be in, but doesn't change a single thing. Continues life as he always has. The second one decides, you know, they want to have a little bit more fun. So they add a couple more desserts in their week. You know, they, they may add three more desserts a week. Three nights a week, they're eating a large bowl of ice cream right? Very small thing. You know, bowl of ice cream three nights a week isn't, you know, exactly binge eating, but say you add three bowls of ice cream every week. The third person decides every day I'm going to cut 125 calories, right? I'm going to eat 125 calories, what I'm used to eating. And I'm going to do that every single day. Small change. 125 calories is like not eating a cup of cereal and eating an apple instead. So it's cutting one little thing. Fast forward five months, yeah, there's almost no change. They all pretty much still look the same. One you could say is enjoying life more because he's eating his bowl of ice cream three times a week and one's sacrificing something and one's staying the same. But you don't see any physical difference. 18 months goes by, you start to see there's a little bit of difference. The interesting thing is 31 months goes by and this tiny little change that they made, they've stayed consistent with. The one stayed the same weight. Nothing changed. He never changed anything. So why would anything change, right? The other one who added the three bowls of ice cream a week has gained over 30 pounds now. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot over three years, but they're 30 pounds heavier than they used to be. And it's going to take a lot of work to get 30 pounds off. Now, the other one that's cut 125 calories every day has now lost 31 pounds. They're feeling better than they ever have. They're feeling younger. They're feeling more energetic. They feel healthier. From such a little change of 125 calories, taking that out of your diet from whatever your normal diet is per day, such a small change can make such a big difference if given enough time. This is this is often referred to as a ripple effect. Things will grow over time. It doesn't always have to be a huge change. Now, sometimes it may have to be, yes. You may want to do a, a huge, big change in your life and completely turn something around. Great. That's awesome. But just know the small changes are just as important as the big ones. Yeah, I would even say just getting an extra hour of sleep because, I mean, most Americans, I would say, 
definitely don't get the amount of sleep that they need to. So just adding that extra hour of sleep, what is that going to do to your next day? You're going to wake up and you're going to feel pretty good already. You're going to go to work and people are going to see that you actually are enjoying your morning. Um, you feel confident you feel you can get more stuff done and you do get more stuff done. And like you, you said, Nate, it's going to have that ripple, ripple effect. And over the course of two years, if you continue to, uh, get that extra hour of sleep. What is that going to do to your life? Yeah, for the first couple of weeks, you may not feel any more energetic, right? For the first couple of weeks, you may not feel any more rested, but you have to be consistent with something that's a small change for a long time. And then, like you said, two years later, you could be, it could be the perfect amount of sleep for you. We are accomplishing more than you've ever accomplished. That and people are going to see you different. And it's just more than just physically getting extra hours of sleep and your body being fully um, rested when you're going to work, but like people are going to see you different, how you feel about yourself and just everything about that, just adding that one hour of sleep is going to make a big difference. So yeah, especially taking care of yourself in general, you know, small changes, taking care of yourself when you can do them consistently, people respect people who eat healthy, right? People respect people who get proper amount of sleep. People respect people who work out. They're like, man, that's awesome. They have a ton of discipline that they're able to do that. You're building your credibility and you're feeling better and you're getting more stuff done from like, like it could be, it could be 30 minutes extra sleep. It could be an hour extra sleep. It could be 125 calories a day. You know, it doesn't have to be this life-changing thing where now you're going to 10 hours of sleep per night. No, like you said, it could just be that extra one hour per night. The second myth is that a lot of people think slowing down is just as bad as stopping. And in truth, it's not. There are going to be times when you're working towards your goal that you may have to slow down some, that you may even have to change a direction and look at a new perspective to work on your goal. But stopping is way more dangerous than slowing down. It's the whole idea behind momentum, right? Let's take a car for an example. If you're pulling up to a red light, the car that slows all the way down and comes to a complete stop at the red light versus one that starts to slow down and then the light turns green and they hit the gas again and they continue to be able to move. Yes, they slowed down the car, but the car stayed moving. It's going to take a lot less gas, a lot less energy for the car that was still moving to get back up to speed than the one that was at a complete stop. The one that's going to be at a complete stop is going to use probably double the gas to try to get back up to speed and probably double the amount of time to get back up to speed. See, momentum momentum is a very simple thing. When you have momentum and, it ke- and it's growing, it's growing big and it keeps going forward. The things that will stop momentum, one of the biggest things that will stop it is toleration. When you start to tolerate not being consistent, you're going to stop your momentum. And when you stop your momentum, it's a whole lot harder to start back up than it is to speed back up. And you, saying, and you start to go backwards on your, your seven C's. Then you yeah. have to start again. And then you have to start all the way back over. And it's not to say it's impossible to start back over. It's not to say it's impossible to start back up. But just like the shark, if it stops, especially for too long, it could die. And then it doesn't come back. Yeah, I could also think of two different examples of this. is slowing down but not stopping. Um, like, for example, if someone could get diagnosed with some kind of health condition and they are working really hard at their goal, either at work or a side hustle that they have. Um, when they then say they have to have bed rest for two weeks or a month or, or even I know my dad he had uh, shoulder surgery for like uh, one time and had to rest for like three months or something or three weeks I, I'm not sure either way um, for that certain amount of time it's like what can you be doing to still be working on your goal you're not going to be full going full effort because um, you physically can't but what can you do you can still be learning um, the other thing I was thinking about was when we started cold blooded, it was um, it was still into 
inspire people through and um, create a culture through our YouTube channel for that fitness video or fitness channel. But now we've changed directions a little bit on how we are going about doing that and how that actually looks. Yeah, the cold-blooded culture has never stopped in me. There's always been a part of me that still wants to create a certain level of business and create a certain type of business, but I know I need to inspire people. I know I need to motivate people and I know I need to grow people. So we took a different approach. We changed it. We made it a different thing, right? It's not called cold-blooded in this podcast um, because cold-blooded we're saving for the business that I want to start. So we came up with a different name, but it's the same idea, right? We just took a different approach. The end goal is to inspire people and to captivate a culture and a culture of people that are driven to create more. That's the idea behind Cold-Blooded. Whether it's called Cold-Blooded or called Transcendence Project or or is the Cold-Blooded business that I want to start, it's no matter what, it's the same goal. It's still going to be to inspire those people. And there's times, like I said, you're going to have to take a different direction. You're going to have to take a different approach. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, use the car example again. You know, there's a road closed. So now you have to take a different road to get there. Yeah, it took 10 minutes longer than you expected, but you still got to the destination, right? Yeah, you, you didn't, didn't just turn around. <laughs> you didn't turn around and go back home or throw your car in park and say, hey, I'm waiting until this road opens up. Right. You're never going to get there, at least not on time, at least not even close to time. So sometimes you have to take that detour and you have to take that road around it. But it's the important thing of keeping momentum going. The last myth is, out of all three myths, this is the one that probably frustrates me the most, or definitely frustrates me the most, actually. And it's because it's so gimmicky. It's such a sales tactic for different self-help promotions or self-help books or self-help programs. It's this idea that you have to do a task for a certain amount of time in order for it to become a habit. It's not true at all. If this were true, then all these self-help books and all these psychologists and all these people that claim it's true would have the same answer right? Some say it's seven days. Some say it's two weeks. Some say it's 21 days. Some say it's three months. Some say it's a year. You know, if it was one amount of time that if you did that task over and over, it would be a habit, they would all have one answer, right? I don't believe that there's any amount of time that can create a habit. A habit's created when you sit down and your willpower is strong enough to do something consistently. It can be created in one day. You make a decision today. It's just like the seven C's. You commit to doing something, you start it, and then you do it consistently. There's no amount of time. I've heard the excuse too many times of, oh, I started doing that and I was so close to making it a habit. You know, I got to day 18. If I would have got to day 21, it would have been a habit. No, it wouldn't have been. You would have gave up at day 22. Your willpower determines how far you're going to go. Your why determines how far you're going to go, not how many days you do it. Yeah, I would say the biggest part of this is actually what is your why? And I know you talked about your your grandmother uh, quitting smoking. Like she said, she said one day I'm going to stop, and then she stopped. Like y- your why has to be very important to you, to you and significant. So if it's not significant to you, obviously, yeah, you're not going to try hard, and it's not going to be something that you're actually going to commit to. And it's not going to be consistent. So the other thing that's going to make it more significant and important to you, if the other people are involved, is going to add value or to and importance to other people. Yeah, you got to make your why bigger than yourself. Well, going right back to those seven C's, number one's clarity. What do you want? You know, and how bad do you want it? This is your direct fuel for your willpower. And the bigger you can make your willpower, it's just like a fire. The bigger you make a fire, the more it does, right? The more it changes. The bigger you make your willpower, the longer you can go. It's like filling your gas tank in your car. Yeah, my grandmother made a decision. She, she'd she smoked for probably 50 years. And one day she had a health 
concern and it scared her to death. She went to the hospital and she said, I don't want to go out like this, right? She said, this why is bigger than me. I want to see my son get older. I want to see my grandchildren get older. I want to see my great-grandchildren get older. She said, I want to be there as they grow older. And so she made a decision that day to stop. There was no weaning off of it. There was no lowering the amount she smoked. There was no vape pen transition. There's none of that. She made a decision. I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna have that happen to me again. I'm gonna take better care of myself, and I'm stopping today. And since then, she hasn't started back up. And I would, I would even suggest if you have a why, and you're like, think about ways that you can make your why even bigger. So you can say, oh, for example, with that, it's like some parents they quit smoking cigarettes, but then they switch over to a different type of um, nicotine, but. It's like if you build up your why, it's not just for yourself. If you build it up for your your children and what they want to grow up seeing and or whatever like that, if you find a way to build up the why, you can have more significance to that why, and then you can actually commit to that outcome. Yeah, I mean when you have the when you have the motivation that the shark has, right? When you captivate what it means to have the relentlessness of the shark and you're going to keep going forward, you make the decision that my willpower is bigger than any bad habit. My willpower is bigger than any addictive property. My willpower is bigger than any obstacle that can pop up. My willpower is stronger than anything that's going to come my way. When you have that mentality, you can keep going. You can create whatever life you want to create. The whole idea of the cold-blooded culture is creating the life that you want. What do you want out of life? And like Isaac said, when you think you know what you want, make it bigger. Make it about more people. Make it about a bigger impact than just yourself. Because you're going to find when you're building a why for more people, it's going to be a lot stronger. It's going to be a lot more fuel then, right? The more people you can incorporate in your why, the stronger that why is going to be. So let's remember, we have to keep, be like the shark, you have to keep swimming, right? If you want to create anything in life, if you want to take control over any situation, if you want to build credibility anywhere you're at, in the friends, the family, the workplace, it doesn't matter. Show up the same every time. Show up with full effort. Be consistent. You are what you repeatedly do. So excellence, therefore, is a habit. It's not a decision that we make once or twice. It's a habit that we instill. And you have to be consistent with that habit. Don't fall into the myths of, it has to be bigger. It has to be a big habit change. No, it can be small. And over time, it will be exponential change. You can slow down. You can change direction. It's not the same as stopping. Stopping is what is dangerous. Not slowing down, not changing direction. Stopping is dangerous. And you don't have to do it for a certain amount of time. Your willpower means you could start today and it'd be a habit today. Your willpower and your why is going to determine how long you do it. Not because you hit some little bracket that some psychologist said, yeah, if you make it this long, it'll be a habit. Not true. As long as your willpower is stronger than that, it'll be a habit. So you determine how you're going to feed your willpower and you determine how long you want to do it. Now, next week, we're going to dive into the crocodile and the cold-blooded trait that we learn from the crocodile. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new, that you feel challenged and leave inspired. If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. 
Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.